time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends. I am Corey, and joined with me is Christian, and today we have G.I. Jimbo and freaking El Fuerte with us. How are you guys doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing today? Really, really good. We are excited because this has been an amazing week to be a nerd, especially if you're a fan of comic book movies, because the MCU is exploding. In fact, one of the biggest things that was developed in the last week is that Spider-Man the Web Slinger himself is going to be joining the MCU. That includes the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. And frankly, I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Pretty excited about that. I, I could be more excited. I think I've seen enough Spider-Man for a little bit. Yeah, Spider-Man came in on kind of like a rocky territory because Tobey Maguire got really controversial with Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. And then they rebooted it, and I really liked it. But then the second uh, episode of the reboot, or seven, second film, wasn't so great. So yeah. Spider-Man isn't exactly coming in on the best terms. Yeah, I mean, if, if he would... The second movie, if it would have been stronger, I would be jacked right now. I'd be like, dude, the Avengers came off really well. Spider-Man, I can't wait for him to be a part of the whole thing. But quite honestly, after seeing the second uh, episode of the reboot, I was like, what the hell did they do to Spider-Man? Like, seriously, what the fuck did they do? This didn't yeah. make any sense to me. But in a way, Spider-Man coming in a week works because he was always, like, not quite good enough to be an Avenger. So, I mean, in the comic books, he was... He was kind of a chode compared to like Captain America back in the day. So it's kind of a good way to bring him in where he's not quite mature enough, not ready. So maybe that's their angle. Plus, yeah. you know, there's there's politics at play here behind the scenes too. Yeah. Between Disney and Fox and all these other companies. Well, of course, the whole business side is very, uh, I'm sure, convoluted and no one really knows what's going on there. But speaking of bringing Spider-Man in, I think that's what uh, Civil War is going to be all about, which is the big one that they have uh, a big campaign that they're going to do with the Marvel Universe. And uh, is it two movies or just one? Uh, it's going to be one Captain America movie, and this is all eventually leading so up to the... So this is a Captain the, uh, America movie. It's it is. It's going to be Captain America Civil War, but it's also going to have uh, okay. Iron Man in it as well. Yes. Well, I don't want to be too spoilerific with the uh, Civil War franchise, because if you haven't read the comics, but it's going to be a really powerful set of movies, or powerful movie. And I think that uh, Spider-Man coming in on that and laying some groundwork is actually going to be a good thing for his character. I think personally, if they would have done the Spider-Man joining the Marvel Universe before they did the reboot, if that mm-hmm. could have been the way they brought the reboot about, I think you'd have had a lot less of a bad taste in your mouth going into him being a part of the Marvel Universe now. I think that's, for me, I'm hopeful that it comes off really well. Similar to the way I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, I had no expectations. So that's what I'm trying to do with this one, where I'm saying, you know what? If they're going to reboot it again and you know join him up with Marvel and everything like that, then hopefully it comes off really well. But right now, it's just like, eh. That is what's kind of surprising. This is actually going to be the third live-action version of Peter Parker that we've seen in less than a decade. And, and that's why I can understand. It's really hard for people to accept. Another freaking Spider-Man? It's not even going to be Andrew Garfield? And it makes sense. They should have done all this beforehand. It's going to make those other movies, frankly, just not seem that important anymore. It, it seems like you might need part, Peter Parker to wake up from a dream sequence. Exactly. And say, you know, those last two movies didn't happen. Sorry that Jamie Foxx hey. came in and played, you know, the standard crappy villain that he played in the second <laughs> in one. In the he comic the books, Peter Parker was not the only Spider-Man. Just he, throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker is not the only Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. No, I get that. But at the same time, if you go back to that second movie, um, Jamie Foxx played the character that he played. I don't forget the name of the movie. Electro. He, he no, when he, when he had the cello and he was with Robert Downey Jr. The cellist. The, the cellist. cellist. Yeah, he the played cellist. that exact same character. If you haven't seen the movie, he no, plays this uh, homeless guy who's like a... Ironically, Robert Downey Jr.'s in that movie, but not as Iron Man. Yeah, not as Iron Man. He actually was just a dude who was played by Robert Downey Jr. But still, he comes in, and he's the exact same character from The Cellist. So if you haven't seen it, it's an okay movie, but he just played kind of a slow guy who was just, yeah. you know, didn't have a whole lot of opinion of his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, problems. Well, that was the yeah, way the character came off. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, no, I just, I haven't even seen the second Spider-Man, so I don't know how to feel about it. I got pissed when, Corey, you told me that the, uh, spoiler alert, the end scene is all you see with the rhino in the previews is all you see in that movie with, uh, that rhino robot that you see. That's it. That's That's such a cardinal sin. If you're going to release a trailer for a movie or a commercial, do not put the last scene of the movie in the freaking commercial. That destroys all excitement. The height of the purest action moments of that series were just given away in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, there's going to be all this extra stuff. No, you know, now funny thing. I don't think amazing Spider-Man two was that bad. I don't think it was Spider-Man three bad. And I honestly think it was one of my favorite. Kill me. I liked it. I liked Spider-Man three was horrible. <laughs> I mean, no doubt about I that. I never even watched Peter. Spider. I never even watched yeah, Spider-Man emo, three. Cause I, 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 emo Peter killed it. When I watched the previews for it and then I saw the reaction to it, I was like, this is something I just don't even feel. And then I'm being a skinny in. dude. Just that, 
That was a small when set. I, yeah, when I saw Ooh. stuff like Venom that. Venom shouldn't be a little yeah. dude. No, it was Venom's, the guy from that 70s show. Venom oh, yeah, should be built a, like Topher the Ultimate Grace. Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> no, I mean, he should have been the built like, you know. Venom. I mean, Venom should run in, shake the ropes. Yeah, he should have been built like fucking Drago from Rocky IV. That was what made Venom so cool originally. He was like a true like contrast to Spider-Man. He was the anti-hero. He had the powers, but he wasn't a copy. Instead, he was a reporter with competition and ego. Yeah, he was just... not really the right thing at all. He was technically the yang to Peter Parker's yang, basically, and that's what made him such a great character. But then that's one of the reasons I didn't see the third original Spider-Man because it was like you know what dude if you're gonna fuck Venom up like this I just don't even really think I need to be involved with this because I, I was so excited <laughs> that, that when that I heard the previews for it I think Disney deserves some points because I don't think anybody thought Disney would be the uh, the company that kept it truer to the story yeah, like all Disney the companies in, buys your rights and then does it right. Does and starts, it right. They, they start making their money back immediately. That, that's why there's going to be a new Spider-Man if you get right down to it this is the first Spider-Man that's now owned by Marvel Studios which is now Disney the others were, I believe, Fox. Um, and speaking of that, now they're killing the Fantastic Four comic book just to shut down the franchise so Fox loses money on the movies. Um, that's brand new. Just came out. Yeah, I heard about weekend. that, but at the same time, I don't like the Fantastic Four because of the comics. I only know of them. Yeah, they're not like because of pop culture and you know watching like the our show. Par- they, they were real popular in our parents' generation. Yeah, and they and didn't really carry over the same way the X Men did. No, right? and there's just the Mister Fantastic is boring. Yeah, let's just be honest. He's not that cool. The thing is cool. The Human Torch is cool, and the Invisible Woman has unlimited powers. Like I don't really understand her powers. Yeah, and, like it's weird. Yes, and, <laughs> let's uh, not forget forget Ben Grimm though. He is good. The they could just you know, pull Obviously, the cool. thing and the Human Torch, I think, are the strongest elements of, of the Fantastic two, of the four. four. That's the, the things I care about the most. It's just yeah, the Fantastic Four are a product of the 1960s, and they haven't really like evolved beyond that at all. Well, no, they the, really haven't. Speaking of, the, of Ben Graham and the thing and all that stuff, I just saw Michael Chiklis um, was doing part of uh, the new American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there watching, and I was like, you know what? This dude is one of those actors that finds a way to whatever part he's a part of. <laughs> He was on the shield. He was amazing as a dirty cop. He was the thing. He was amazing as the thing. Like he actually, to me, brought a better feeling to that character because I'm, I'm with you guys. The Fantastic Four was always one of the shittiest of all the uh, cart of all the uh, comics. It was like who would ever pick Spider-Man over the Fantastic Four? Like no one. Who would pick? Uh, well, I can't say Superman or uh, who or Batman. The, the, the point is, are you going to go see the X-Men with Wolverine and Cyclops and Storm, or, or are you going to go see freaking Fantastic Four? You're going to go see Wolverine. You're going to go see I think the strongest element about Fantastic Four might be the villains, and I still can barely name any of them. Doctor Doom. That was the first one that sprang to mind. He jumps over to the Avengers as much now. There's one that has all their powers that looks like the Green Goblin. Well, Super Scroll. Super Scroll. Which his name doesn't fit him. He looks like a goblin. And and the only reason I remember him is because he was in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That's it. Like, I, I just, I never got around to reading the Fantastic Four comics. I watched the cartoon series a little bit when I was a kid. Saw the first movie, was disappointed. Even more disappointed when they turned Galactus into a big freaking storm cloud. Just, yeah. I'm still, like, feeling the effects of that. And, and that's what's got me afraid for the new Fantastic Four movie. Because they can only go downhill from here. Yeah, what <laughs> are the this things, franchise. I, uh, because of, I heard Civil War was coming out, I actually started to uh, read comics, and I read the Civil War, the whole... I've read it, it's pretty good. Yeah, and I was amazed at how much I really liked the comics. Like, I didn't think I was going to like them that much. And then, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm really getting into this. But Corey and I, we actually review manga, which is like a Japanese comic book, and we I wait every Thursday morning and like read these 20 pages and get really into it. So, I guess liking a comic book is not that far-fetched. You know, it's pretty much the same thing. But Civil War is really good, and I really wish we could just say spoiler alert and just talk about the whole thing. I feel, but I'm not sure how the internet would yeah. like that. On top like, of that, who knows how much of the comic book story they use? Well, we could at least talk about what we like from the comic and what we true. hope transfers over. But you know, do you feel like we shouldn't talk about it? In extreme well, detail? I mean, that's the thing. The Civil War story has already been around for a while in terms of comic book form. You mm-hmm. know, I really don't think we're going to spoil anything for this movie. I mean, the whole concept of the movie itself. Is just like the superheroes are like being divided. Yeah, I mean, it's a civil and, war, and I think everybody yeah. knows who the main two sides are. Yeah, I think everybody out there knows it's Captain America versus Iron Man, and they've been I actually think, building that up in the movie. Yeah, since in the, such since, a smart way. Yeah, yeah. since yeah. the first like, Avengers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's already started. That, that edge. True. I mean, even in the first Captain America, he had issues with his grandfather. So I mean, you know, he was stealing his girl. That's <laughs> yeah, I just think that that movie is going to be, if it's even half of what the comic book series was, it's going to be pretty amazing. 
I'm, I'm hopeful. It's just every time a new comic book movie comes out, you always have that. Is it going to be Daredevil or is it going to be the first X-Men? I don't know. If I had a gauge, like if I was looking at how much I lean when I go into a movie, if I think it's going to be good or bad, mostly I think it's going to be good nowadays. Yeah. Yes. These days it has. But like they had to make Daredevil to figure out how to make Guardians of the Galaxies. And they did. True, because Guardians of the Galaxy, I hate to keep going back to that one, but that's one of the movies that when I first saw when I first saw the previews for it, I was like, fuck this movie. I am not going to see Guardians of the Galaxy because Chris Pratt is not a leading dude. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a guy that I'm gonna buy as the main character of anything. And the chick from it, I forget her name, um, I was like, why isn't she blue? And in Avatar, this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, oh, like an Avatar chick. Yeah. yeah, so it didn't, you know, the whole thing was just like, what? And then when I went in to go see it, I sat down to watch it. The villains from that movie, Ronan and shit like that, were some of the best villains you'd seen so far. It was one of the best drawn villains overall as far as the character and the development and everything. I mean, i go as far as to say Guardians is probably the best Marvel movie thus far. I mean, and I like the part that you brought up. You're like, well, what is this Avatar crap? You know, that's what's genius about those movies because everybody looks so strange and everything but they just act like normal people and that's why you're able to relate to them so well bradley cooper as rocket was one of the best decisions they ever made Mm -hmm. ever because like he was a very good voice actor oh you could watch well i mean you can watch him like he's you know the whole american sniper thing and all that stuff he's become one of those transcendent guys that started out in the hangover movies as being like his big calling card and then moved on very jamie fox eh, jamie fox-esque where he started out as like you know something completely over here and was like you know know what i'm gonna go a total different direction right now so i had no idea what he was going to be as a voice actor and then when he comes on as rocket that was one of the funniest characters i've seen in a movie in a comic book movie in quite a long time the thing that i really liked about guardians of the galaxy not to take it in too much of a different direction but i thought every character had a purpose i was yeah. like okay if you're gonna put five people on screen and make me watch all of them make me care about each of them no oh. however many there were five but it, the point is that everyone pulled their weight and even the people that like came in, I always forget this actor's name, but the guy from The Walking Dead that was the blue guy with the uh, like rock mohawk that had the arrow thing. Oh, 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 I don't know you're talking about. He was also in Tombstone. He was also in mm-hmm. Tombstone. He was Matt Masterson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy was great. I'll uh, be a Huckleberry. Yeah. Like, all, uh, that actor was great. Like, uh, and um, the collector was cool. Like, what part of Guardians of the Galaxy sucked? There's like, nothing that nothing. sucked about it. I don't, and they I left a great bring... little thing at the end where you're trying to figure out who they're going to make uh, his dad. And I really don't think they're going to stick to the comic books at all because his father was fairly inconsequential in the comic books. Yeah, I, I, I wikipedia it whenever I want to find yeah. something. They never really talk about him. And I think even, in, I think Marvel's already pretty much said, yeah, don't even... Don't even bother thinking we're going down the comic book road because this is way better. And I mean, to be <laughs> fair, the, the Guardians are really obscure. Like, I, can you honestly say you knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy nah, were? No freaking the idea. No. Well, they whatsoever. only they got shut down halfway through their run after I read on Wikipedia, uh-huh. uh, and this movie really brought them back. What was this? One of the most obscure things you've seen, and then like just hit, I forget his name. I know who you're talking about, but the guy with the uh, the arrow where he whistles. Uh-huh. I mean, he took it like 20 dudes in one scene, but because of the way the weapon had been drawn up to that point. It wasn't one of those times where you watch a comic book movie and go, really? Are we really going to believe this happened? It was one of those times where you watched it and went, well, this dude could probably do that. I've seen him, you know, destroy some pretty cool shit up to this point. He backed it up. It was like there was a line between corny and serious and badass in that movie, and they wrote it real well. And I think that movie also established that you're in a universe where shit like that happens. Yeah, where shit like that's different. This is not Earth. This is a fantastic place where fantastic things happen. One of the it's not far-fetched. One of the best things of that movie is to take a character that has five words he says throughout the entire movie. I think think it was five words total that the character Groot says throughout the movie. And by the end of it, you really, really give a shit about this character. Mm -hmm. Like, you're invested in the character. CGI character. Yeah. I mean, it was for once, I really believe Vin Diesel was a great actor. <laughs> when he was the voice actor, he, it, it's another one of those roles where I really think they did, they chose an actor that played to their strengths. He mm. is a good voice actor. I mean, did, did anybody see the Iron Giant, the yeah. cartoon movie from most back people then? Don't know he was Same situation. Dude barely says a word. That is boy, his, does he bring life to that role. You just made me realize that is his I am Groot uh, predecessor, yeah. mm-hmm. predecessor. You know, prequel. Yeah. That, that was his audition tape when yeah, he went in for Groot. Just, here. I'm the Iron Giant. <laughs> the characters are very And similar. I was in the Fast and the Furious. No, no, no. Character- Don't focus on Fast and the Furious. Let's go back to Iron Giant, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what's really cool about Vin Diesel, though, is he is actually really talented. It's not like he just went in there and said everything in English. He actually can speak multiple languages, and he actually dubbed the voice of Groot. 
in every single country that they aired oh, Guardians wow. of the Galaxy in. So Whoa. wherever you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, Tim. whatever country, whatever bootleg DVD freaking pickup, it's going to be Vin Diesel every wow. single time. I also heard an interview where he said uh, doing that with all the different emotions and things like that actually helped him get over the death of Paul Walker. Paul Walker. So uh, he was Very like, yeah, that, uh, that role was really helpful for me and therapeutic for getting over Paul Walker's death. And if you think about it, the timing, it makes sense because they were probably, he was probably uh, voicing it over around the same time. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd never have been a huge fan of the whole Fast and Furious series, but I could see where something like First that. was cool when, they, the, when the, you know, the Charger did the wheelie and the orange car, the Supra was falling. That was cool. But then I don't remember anything else. Well, it's, it's what I was getting at is it's selling. I'm sure well, the rock made an appearance at one point. Yeah. What I, what I was getting at though, is I can understand being like an actor who's like your face is associated with that franchise. Uh-huh. And then as soon as the franchise, like one of the main guys passes away in the middle of production, like that's gotta be a mind fuck to be still working and doing other projects and having to like channel emotion and go into those other projects. That's gotta be really difficult. So I do give him credit for being able to do that. I just think, well, and you're also, you're trying to be funny. You're making jokes and stuff. It's all good. Yeah. But I, I just, I just, I just think as an actor, no, he's a terrible fucking actor. I'm not going to say that he's, he's a good actor, like whatsoever. He's not as bad as Nick Cage, but just about to give him a compliment. And I see you in this thing. Maybe not so much an actual like live action actor, maybe a voice actor is what he really excels. And maybe that would be as awesome as a voice actor. You know, like yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Speaking it, of awesome actors in Marvel Universe, how about Doctor Strange? Oh my I don't gosh! Know Isn't that, that a Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, Cub- yes. Cumber- oh, Cumberfish or whatever. Oh my gosh! That, that's another. <laughs> His last name is so full of jokes. It's like you don't even have to try. Now, now that's the thing, too, Mr. Cumberbund. Like, uh, the Spider-Man movie is happening. They're doing another one in 2017. This is actually pushing back a lot of those other Marvel movies, just like Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and Black Panther and all of those. And that kind of disappoints me because I was really looking forward to Black Panther. Because I don't know anything about the character. I'm just excited about it. The, the costume design looks really interesting. I think I he's basically Black region. Batman. That's what everybody it's, says. That's you look at him and that's what you think. Because his costume looks very similar he's a black to Batman. Dude. But so from that's what about I understand, all I know he's got like mystical powers. He's like the king of an African like country. It's it's crazy. Like I, I, yeah, I think he has a lot in common with the... Uh, the, the, the Phantom... With the guy from the comic books from back when the comic books were in the newspaper... Uh, oh gosh, you're, you're talking about purple, the guy with the big the purple hat. guy, the purple the, with the I black mask I don't know and shit. The shadow, not the shadow, not the, shadow the phantom, the, the phantom. Oh, the the guy who had the purple. He had the ring. He'd punch you and leave a skull. Oh yeah, he's the guy who was played by the douchebag from Titanic. Billy, yeah, Billy Joe, yeah. Billy Zane. Wait, yeah, Billy Zane. Yeah, what's, Ben Zane. Is that Billy Zane. Zane? Okay, Billy Zane played. What's the name of that character? Though? The, phantom. the phantom. The phantom. The phantom. And he wore a purple suit. So is that the one where he was tried to stab that chick and then the the knife had a face on it? No, that was the. You're shadow. thinking of the shadow the with shadow. Alec Baldwin, that, that was like my I was skinny Alec Baldwin. I have all those confused all the time. The Phantom and those seem to merge in my head for some reason. The then there's also came out at the same time. Yeah. There's also a Dean Koontz novel called Phantoms that Ben Affleck was in. So it's it's all very confusing. Phantoms oh, using that word. Phantoms, yeah. Phantoms <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> Um, but another Marvel movie, one that's actually not related to uh, the MCU at all. Have you guys heard of Deadpool? Yes. Of yes. yes. This is a movie that has been in development hell for years, but finally they're <coughs> making it. Ryan Reynolds is still attached to it, and just this week they revealed what Deadpool's mask is going to look like, and it Whoa. looks just like the comic. And really? so much so, even the eye holes are white. It that's literally dope. looks like it's going to pop right off the screen, and well, it looks amazing. I'm going to write some of my angry letters if they don't have Ryan Reynolds like go to theaters and troll people. As Deadpool, that because. would be an amazing marketing <laughs> that, ploy. Just that get him is, to come to Deadpool's the only character that yeah, works. Yeah, like give for him, him a shittier costume, mm-hmm. you know, and then let him like. Talk but shit have it actually be Ryan Reynolds, yeah, <laughs> in his shitty costume, yeah. talking shit about the good costume. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. When happen. they did the CGI That's teaser for that, you guys can have it. When they did the CGI trailer for that, everybody I knew who was huge into Deadpool was like. Is this really happening? Is this really going on? Because a, a few people that I showed it to, because for a little while when it was still like, you know, the leaked footage and everything like that, um, I would, when people would come over to the house and stuff like that, I'd be like, dude, you have to watch this. Like people who were into comics and everybody was like, oh my God, is this actually happening? So when I finally heard word that Ryan Reynolds was going to move forward with the project and they were working on a script and they'd gotten it approved and all this shit, it was like, yes, because that's one of those characters that Ryan Reynolds, um, He's a good actor. I like him. He's a good actor, but when they did the Deadpool-ish thing in uh, Wolverine, 
I kind of really wanted to grab a kitten and swing it around the room. I mean, and that's, you know, I like kittens. I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to kittens, but I really just felt the need to bash something beautiful because they fucked the Deadpool character up so bad. In every possible, not just the appearance, just the fact that Deadpool is a character who never shuts up. He's the constantly talking. The mouth. What did they do in that movie? They sewed they his, sewed mouth, his shut. mouth shut. What the hell is that? Who so, the fuck okay, was a part I, of the I've script seen, writing? I've seen uh, the behind the scenes, and this is what they say. I'm just playing devil's advocate, just so you guys know. They said because it was the early version of the X-Men, like them trying to make Wolverine and stuff, mm-hmm. it was a alternate universe where they fucked up and had to use Deadpool before he was ready. So that's kind of the way they justify it, you know? No, that, that sounds like somebody <laughs> that sounds like somebody in the production department going, how do we explain that we fucked Deadpool up so bad? Yeah. That doesn't make a damn bit of sense to me. I mean, they me. made him like they had gave him like Cyclops's power at one point. And he had uh, swords in his arms like sword, Wolverine. Yeah, he can warp. <laughs> No. Yeah, I mean, I get, the, I get that he had some regeneration, and I mean, I get all that stuff. What Deadpool the character is supposed to be, but what they put in that movie really, really made me angry to the point where I was like, "Can we just have this be a dream sequence too?" Now, the beauty of this new movie, <laughs> uh, what I really love about it is because he got his head shot in. That's true, but in a way, they're kind of erasing all of this because the new X Men movie just came out. Days of Future's Past. And they're basically going to sort of pretend like X-Men Origins Wolverine never happened. Yeah. And there's a big rumor going on in this movie. Like, one of the first scenes of the film is going to be Ryan Reynolds, full costume, talking about how all of that got erased to the viewers and saying how it sucked. Like, actually addressing that. That's badass. If they go forward with that, this might end up being one of the best action-like comedies ever. How? It'd be incredible. Uh, you have Deadpool come out and say, oh, by the way, all that shitty stuff doesn't count anymore. Walk <laughs> off screen. That would be great mm-hmm. and very bold. Actually. How much further do you guys think you can go with uh, Wolverine or with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? I don't really care for some reason. Uh, that's the thing. I'm just, I'm Wolverined out. You know, I just, I don't even want a new Wolverine. I've just, I've, I've had enough of like, that character. Bring that character out of the spotlight and don't put anyone there. Have them Guardian of the Galaxy it where they're all cool. You know, mm-hmm. like. Stop that. To be fair, they did do that with Days of Future's Past. Like, Wolverine yes. was not the main star the whole time. He in wasn't. Fact, every and time he was off screen and they were focusing on other people, I was really getting into it more than any other X Men movie in a long time. I just feel like because they used new characters, it uh, it wasn't. It didn't even feel connected to those other films. It's like its own thing. It's its own universe, even though they're connected. But it's kind of. Uh, that's why I like the first ones a lot too. And it had a lot of British people. You know, they sound cool. X Men First Class to me was like one of the. That was one of the best reboot-ish type things that they uh-huh. did where they, you know, you bring in a young Charles Xavier and a young Eric Lyncher and you're just like, everybody's into it. And, you know, it's it's just this collaborative world. And, you know, how great is Kevin Bacon in that movie? I mean, Sebastian Shaw was, you know, he was a good character in the comics, but Kevin Bacon really made him stand off the page to where Kevin it was Bacon like, holy was the shit. shit in that movie. Yeah, I mean, like, he you just... Know, you know Kevin Bacon still got it after you watch that movie. Oh, yeah. Like when you watch the movie, like when he's talking to uh, Emma Frost and he's like, you know, you're one of the most intriguing, you know, you know what I'm thinking right now. You know, you're one of the most intriguing women I've ever met. And I'm also thinking this could use some ice. And he hands her the cup. It's just like, damn it, man. You know, just little simple things like that, that they were able to bring to that movie. So I think getting back to the whole idea of rebooting Spider-Man for a third fucking time, it can be good if you do it correctly. If you mm-hmm. find the right people and the right script, it can be done correctly, but it's still one of those things you got to be careful with. And what's really cool is like, now that he is going to be a part of MCU, like they can't screw it up. Like they can't just pretend it didn't happen. He's in it now, you know? So this is going to be like a permanent addition. And I kind of hope they go for a really young Spider-Man. I do too. I really want like a teenage Spider-Man because they need to make him be like the rookiest of all the superheroes of the MCU. Like whenever he hangs out with the Avengers, he needs to be the one who's constantly getting his ass kicked and having to be saved by the others, but still having a lot of funny quips like Spider-Man usually does. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's one of the main things about Spider-Man, which I feel uh, Garfield, the last actor, got right. And he was like goofy and fun and interesting, you know, well, you what's the other guy's name? Toby uh, McGuire. Toby McGuire. Uh, he uh, he was just sort of like a nerd. He wasn't interesting that much I, as a person. I think the first movie he came across with yeah. P- with Peter Parker Obviously, perfectly. Obviously, it all sort of fell apart, is it? Yeah, I think when you try to take him further than that, it was like, you know, with the Dr. Octopus thing. And like, really? This is just, it's okay, I guess. We're still here doing this. But it, it just, the first movie came across well. I thought Peter Parker was, you know, came really well off the screen. You really mm-hmm. were into the characters. Um, Kirsten Dunst, you know, did a great job as Mary Jane in the thing. But it just... Snaggletooth? Yeah, it just all came, <laughs> it just all came off the rails. 
I mean, I got not a Kirsten Dunst fan over there. I'm guessing. Yeah, like you really just cut her deep just now. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, man. I um, love that short film. She I mean, was it, in. it's genius though when you really think about it because you look at all the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi originals. One? Uh, they sure. basically made the same yeah, movie please. three times. I'll be right back. Like every single movie of the like, it just insert different villain. Peter Parker still has problems with Mary Jane until the end. They make up and they repeat it in the next movie. Like, every single one is the same. And you never really see Tobey Maguire evolve, like, as a character throughout that entire thing. No, and that's where the whole the whole thing seemed to fall down, is that you just, you never got any growth. Whereas you go over to the DC world for just a second. I know we're, we're crossing platforms, don't cross the streams. But you go over to the DC world for a minute, and it's, with Batman, when you saw um, Nolan's Batman's, Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne grew as a character all the way through the thing. By the third movie, you really felt like this was a guy who was just at his wit's end. He just couldn't keep up this facade anymore. You know, even though the third one is kind of, to me, one of those movies that, again, should be a dream sequence. Through From the first one to the third one, the first one, he's this cocky billionaire that grows into Batman and gives a shit about everything. And then the second one, he has his world shattered, you know, by his girl being taken away from him. And then in the third one, he's this guy with a purpose. It just there was growth with the character. You actually felt like that character was participating and being a part of the of uh, he was participating in the, the actual plot line to the point where he was growing with it as the story changed. So did he, whereas Tobey Maguire was kind of like, um, so it's Dr. Octopus now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go kill him. And, uh, I, I really wish Mary Jane was cool with me, but you know, I'll deal with that later. Mm. So, yeah, that's pretty much the unfortunate case of those original Spider-Man movies. They have some good moments. They're still pretty cheesy. Some Cross parts that are really aged all that well. Uh, despite that, though, I like that you brought up DC because obviously with all these big new Marvel movies coming out, they got a lot of competition. And what I love about Marvel is they've basically said, hey, look, DC, we can pull one of our really obscure properties like Guardians of the Galaxy, and we can make a ton of money with it. How come you guys, who have so many classic characters, are doing nothing with them? I mean, yeah, there's uh, the new Arrow show on... uh, TV and Flash and everything. Which is really which good. Which are actually the decent. Arrow, Arrow yeah. I gave it a shot and I watched, I think, three episodes recently. I was doing some yard work and I hurt my back and shit. So I was laid up for a little bit. And I was like, well, fuck it. I got Netflix. You know, we'll check out some episodes Arrow. of Arrow. I don't know. I haven't even given it a shot. I actually checked into it and the action is really good. It doesn't come across as like the uh, music video action that you always see on these fucking shows where, you know, everything's yeah. choppy and really tight close-ups on the characters when they're fighting. It actually comes across really well. It comes across as movie action and the characters are involved. You don't have, you know, oh, this is the villain this week. It's I more can't like, get past the bad acting. It's got horrible acting. I don't. I don't think it's a bad actor, honestly. I think the dude really? who plays uh, Oliver Queen is that his name? I just I think he. I, I think like he comes across well. All that crime drama slash superhero bullshit. It's you probably much, wouldn't like Gotham. Then, no, right? all that. It all goes it's, on the it's same. It's very tank. soap opery to me. Yeah, it's I not, tried to watch. I watched the whole a lot first of season. Like that stuff. I'm not one of them though. Just, like, but I like The Walking Dead. It just feels more. Feels more like a movie. Consist- I watched the first consistently of watching Dead, Arrow. So all I can think is, uh, yeah, he's no Batman. <laughs> he's just, he's well, not Batman. Obviously, he's not Batman. I mean, the Batman's had cartoons, television series, multiple movies. I mean, Batman's one of the most involved, in-depth characters of our generation. Of our generation, our parents' generation, my son's generation, and his kids' generations. Batman will be a part of it. You can't expect someone like Arrow or the Guardians of the Galaxy to even be mentioned in that same breath. I don't think that. Don't we may, already have an Arrow guy? Like a like. What's the? I don't think they made Arrow likable. Are you talking about from the Avengers? Avengers, yeah. yes. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye is the version in, in the. You know, that Avengers. was the fun period between but DC I mean, and uh, Marvel, where they were like, "Oh yeah, well we have Hawkeye." In mm-hmm. DC, you know, Haw- the Green Arrow is supposed to be like Batman's one of his best allies, and in this one he's just like, huh. A little bitch. <laughs> it's a little bitch. And it's got to be vulnerable for the girls to like him. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, it's something like that. I don't know. It's in that soap opera writing. But, so, Corey, you do like Gotham. and uh, I do like Gotham. I, I, don't, I don't love it, but there are elements about it I like. My only problem with Gotham is that it features a lot of classic Batman villains, and you're like, oh... Well, nothing bad's going to happen to them because they fight Batman yeah, later. Yeah, true that. So there's like, there's, and, and this is a weird comparison. When I'm watching Gotham, it's like the Muppet Babies of Batman. It's like, <laughs> this, is, this is like That's them when awesome. they're younger. It's, they're all hanging out with nannies still. And it just, I don't know, it just comes across as a little cheesy. When they do introduce new characters, it is fun, but sometimes it kind of messes with stuff. Like the last episode I saw was all about the backstory of the Scarecrow. 
Jonathan Crane, and they introduce his father character, who's basically the Scarecrow too. Like, his whole <laughs> thing is trying to develop a serum that will create him from not feeling fear anymore, and then eventually he puts it into his son's body, who starts freaking out. He sees, like, a weird, fiery Scarecrow, and that's it. That's the end of the episode right there. It doesn't really, like, move the character of the Scarecrow along. It's just like, oh, that's what he was doing when he was younger. Getting injections from his dad. That's why he's fucked up. It doesn't really add anything to the mythos, but... As a matter of I mean, fact, I think that actually subtracts from it, because now you're just making him a victim. And, and that's what I'm really afraid about this yeah. week's episode, because it's going to possibly involve the Joker. Uh, but he's not the Joker. I don't it, it want might, to be the Joker. You guys know, like, the whole, like, backstory is of the Joker Jack, and the Red Hood? Is he well, Jack Napier? It depends. Is he Jack Napier, or is he the random dude who killed Bruce Wayne's That's parents? the thing. The preview for the episode just shows this one guy who's a part of this Red Hood gang. And in the comics, the Joker apparently originally was in this gang... They just show him with a weird, creepy smile, and that's it. They don't even say if it's the Joker yet, but they are heavily implying it. At but again, point, they can't do the Joker without Batman. Batman is still friggin', I think, like 12 years old in the show. The Red yeah. Hood's been used so many times in D.C. At one time, that was one of the Robins became Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Which After I think Joker awesome. beat him to death, and then, what's his name, uh, Ra's al Ghul put him in one of those those uh, Lazarus pits. Mm-hmm. And he came back evil because the Lazarus pit taints you and shit. And he started his own gang trying to kill the Joker. And then Batman figured out who it was, and he's all like, oh, God, Robin. I actually saw that through a DC animated movie, which I highly recommend. It was a very good, that's where I saw the story, too. Like, very good movie. Joe DiMaggio, who's the voice of Bender, and uh, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, yeah. and the Joker. Many he people don't know really that. There's several Batman animated movies that are top Mask quality. of the Phantasm, I think, is very the good one. Mask of the Phantasm is... Period. Off the fucking chain. Every time I see that movie on like cable or some shit like that, I'm like, well, I'm involved. Let's do this. <laughs> but it's the one thing that I will say is as much different shit as you can do with Batman. And let's be honest, um, Batman Forever is one of the biggest abortions in cinema ever. I mean, how the fuck mm. do you put they George just threw Clooney money at it and said, let hope this works? How do you put Mr. Freeze as Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's like, having run around sl- and like, ah, Mr. I'm a Freeze, vaudeville comedian. Look at me. Nice, nice to meet you. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? But as many things as you can go through in the Batman world and do that sort of shit with Batman, the one thing that, in my opinion, you can't fuck with is the Joker. Cesar Romero did a great job as the Joker. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson did a great job as the Joker. Yes. Mark Hamill did a great job as the Joker when the he best. was the voice for all the fucking things. I don't know. I would say Heath Ledger was right there with him when it comes to the fucking way that he portrayed the Joker. But you have never had anybody really sure. fucking, really just like piss on the Joker the way that uh, Joel Schumacher pissed all <laughs> over the uh, the mythos when it came to fucking Iron. I mean, um, well, you're gonna love to hear that Mr. Donnie Freeze. Darko is the new Joker in uh, Suicide Squad. That's true. Who? It totally is. The, uh, the Shane, loves, Squad movie that's Shane loves Donnie Darko, the movie. Um, it, the... It's going to have the Joker in it as one of like the main villains of the movie. Okay. I, I, what's the name of the actor who's playing him? Or... Uh, what's his name? Is it Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Gyllenhaal. He's well, actually no, no, no. It's either Gyllenhaal or, or Leto. It might be Jared Leto. It is Jared. Jared Leto. It is. It is. It is that's Jared. exactly who yeah. it is. Who's Sorry, doing, I thought uh, it was Joker. Donnie Darko, but mm-hmm. yeah, they look so Well, much. Jake Gyllenhaal, I just saw uh, Nightcrawler recently, which in my... Have you guys... Anybody seen Nightcrawler? I keep seeing the previews for it, but I haven't watched it. It's probably one of the best movies released in the past two or three years. And oh, wow. I say that only because of the performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. He took a character that's basically autistic and a little bit sociopathic and just made him... A relatable anti-hero. It was one of the best things I've seen because it took a movie that I had, again, no expectation for. I've seen the previews and nothing about the previews made me go, this looks really interesting. It looked more like, eh, you know, we'll see what happens. And um, it was one of those Friday nights. We were like, let's go see a movie. Me and my wife and my son hop in the car. We go sit down. All of us are gushing about it for the next three days. It's one of those movies that just jumped off the page. So, as I'm not a huge fan of Donnie Darko, when it came to the fact that he may be playing the Joker, I was excited about And now my feelings are crushed because it's Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto's a pretty good actor. I mean, he got an Oscar a little while ago for playing a chick or something. Or I mean, at this point... For time, playing a chick? What? Yeah, he played a cross-dressing man or a chick with gender issues or something. I know he was wearing a wig. That's what I know. I do not remember that one. I don't know if he, he was wearing a wig or if that was just won, his beautiful hair. Cause he was in Fight true. Club, so he gets points for that. Yeah. Was he the dude that got punched to death? He was. I felt like destroying something beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that line. Yeah, he was that guy. He was repeated. the pretty blonde guy who then looks like the mask afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Woo! I'm going to hold my reservations, though, on Jared Leto playing uh, the Joker because before uh, Dark Knight came out, yeah, I'd, Keith Ledger, I was, I was like, oh, this is a terrible decision. And he ended up just, you know, it, not. It kind of reminds me of when Tom Cruise played Lestat. 
I think everybody exactly. was expecting what that it, to suck balls. And then he was like, movie? wow. He interview the vampire. Interview the vampire. Oh, you ever seen, seen that one? No. Before they turned the rest of those movies into B-movies. Mm-hmm. Not just the rest <laughs> of them being into B-movies, but you took this like really, I don't know how to say it. You took a character that was drawn to be a very, excuse me, romantic character in the movie or in the books and then put him into the uh, movie. And you really liked Lestat and hated him at the exact same time. And that was due to the performance by Tom Cruise, I seriously feel as though, because plenty of people could have screwed that character up. But I, I felt the same way when I heard um, Heath Ledger was going to be Joker. I was like, 10 things I hate about you, Heath Ledger? We, is this the same guy? Because I, I just don't tale. think it's going to work. Night's Tale. That's what I was thinking of, too. I couldn't, I couldn't think of that like, movie, Is it going to be a musical? <laughs> I was like, really? Like, Dude, I don't care what anybody says. I like A Knight's Tale. Corey stands out for the Dude, I don't ones. know why I always say I like that movie. I can't <laughs> help it. I love when they're walking out and they're doing the We Will, We Will Rock You and Midi. Yeah, I was good no until sense, that hit. It's so much fun. I was good I, until modern music it's started like It's playing. a big joke. And it's like they're really out of Renaissance Festival, but they never Dude, cut. if that movie's on TV, I just sit down and watch it. Yeah. I have no idea. That why. movie had great potential. I really can't, dude. I can't explain it. You look like it, you want to murder. I'll tell you. Right I'll tell you it what. looks like they went in with two it's concepts that you couldn't pick. Than that Martin Lawrence Black Knight one, though. It's mm. better than that. That movie. I never saw that. Movie. Saw I, never I gotta be honest it. and say, yeah, it was better. When I see Martin Lawrence anywhere in the uh, the thing, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Unless Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Did bad, Boys bad Boys. Bad Boys. Bad Boys one. Fire. I'm fine with that. When it was just Bad Boys, as soon as you put numbers behind it, I don't want to be. I don't know. Bad Boys two was bad. Bad Boys two was good. It was okay. Explosions are fun sometimes. Yeah, dude, with the right movie. There definitely are times when you feel like, okay, let's go see something that explodes, and if it's Michael Bay, because they weren't transforming while things were exploding, I was okay with it. Yeah. When it comes to Transformers, I as far as I can go with that is I saw the first Transformers and thought it was fucking awesome. The first time it makes the actual Transformers noise from the first Transformers. The first time it's cool. I won't deny I trash those movies all the time but when we were in theaters and that freaking helicopter started to like I was at the edge of it. Oh I'm marked out like a bitch dude as soon as that I was like (laughs) the first one was doable after that after that, well, I mean, they did do a reboot-ish kind well, of thing when they added Mark Wahlberg. They kept doing the same thing over and over again, but just making it bigger. With, with newer dinosaurs. stars and different actors. Yeah, I was like, you guys... Now we have The Rock in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you can do anytime the movie. Now we poorly. have The Rock and Marky Mark in the movie. <laughs> and it's still going to be... Whenever they announce, like, uh, a human actor... For the Transformers, I'm just like I do not. Who cares? Shit yeah. well, about the humans in this movie. If you were Mark Wahlberg, or I mean, I guess the money is the answer. But why would you do that movie? I mean, you're gonna be I don't know second like, fiddle to the robots, no matter who you are. Personally, I think he's got kids, and they pushed him to do it. You know, they, if I had kids, it would be pretty awesome. And Christmas be like, so yeah, what Transformer like do you some want? Some awesome voice actor or an actor that gets to play in a Transformer film. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. I don't like, know. Uh, I, I also heard Conan O'Brien's in the next Lego video game, and he says just because his kids found out he got the offer. And he's like, fuck, they made me do it. <laughs> Speaking of, of Legos, um, I saw the Lego movie recently. And I got to admit, when I first saw the previews for it, I was like, Before really? we move on, though, quickly. Speaking of kids making parents take a role, let's all be thankful that uh, Viggo Mortensen's son was a fan of Lord of the Rings. Because he had never heard of the books, was not a fan, and was going to turn it down. And uh, we could have had a much shittier Aragorn. Had it not been for his children being like, no, dad. I did not know that. <laughs> you were going to be. really who pushed him to do that role? Yeah, he had oh, no. Wow. He, uh, who was it that was actually slated? Somebody was actually filming and like, it was kind of like the story behind uh, Back to the Future where somebody was like training for sword fighting and everything and got axed at the last minute. Eric Stoltz. It wasn't Eric Stoltz. Yeah, it was, it was Eric Stoltz. Uh, it was Eric Stoltz uh, in Back Fox. to the Future. But I don't remember who Vigo replaced. Like, imagine if The Matrix was made with Will Smith. It just would have worked. <laughs> I mean, every time I think about that, I'm just like imagining him with one of his one-liners. Which is weird because Will teeth, Smith is a much smiles. better actor than uh, Keanu Reeves. A great but actor, he, but Keanu ha- or, I don't Yeah, know. I agree. What would have been right? But yeah. I think it's very similar to if I'm you go back to The Matrix. Vigo uh, replaced. If you, gotta look at, <laughs> if you look at um, The Matrix, you had to have that dry not a lot of emotion. I'm kind of a shitty actor thing for Neo because it made him a lot more pronounced as what the hero is, when he what grew. What is Arnold Schwarzenegger during uh, Terminator? He is a blank sort of like robot. Exactly. Dude. You know, it's like exactly. the same kind of made thing. to play that role. Dude, yeah. the original Terminator was terrifying. The yeah. original Terminator? <laughs> Terminator 2 was more fun. Yeah. The first one was <laughs> oh, a slasher movie, basically. Yeah, the first one was a horror movie. It wasn't yeah, the a, first one was one of the scariest things that you'd seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was terrified. I, mean, I was like a kid when that came out. I think it was like 84. Yeah, or I was, I was like six. On that shit. You know, and I'm like, like going... 
<laughs> same thing with Predator. That guy. Same thing with Predator. The first time I saw Predator, my dad was like, uh, I think I was like 12, that 10 like or 12, something movie. like that. That was my first R movie. Like 10, 12 years old sitting there. And this dude is like ripping. Like we watched it on video. We didn't watch it on cable or anything. And when dude's ripping spines and skulls out of bodies, as a 10 or 12 year old kid, I'm like, Oh my God. I just had a realization. I just said, when you were like talking about Terminator, it was my first R movie. Does that even matter anymore? Cause you can get on the internet and see anything like, Oh no, kid, it's such a different experience. It was so yeah. hard to see cool movies when we were kids, I know. but you now you can go online shit. and see anything you want. You can go see anything from Terminator to ISIS murders. I hated when my parents wouldn't let me see something and I finally got to see it and it was a letdown. Like Robocop. Oh, yeah. Not because Robocop was a bad movie, Fucking but I expected amazing. Okay, I expected like really. spines to be ripped out of chest and shit the way my parents were like, No, you can't see that movie and I'm watching. I'm like Well, I'm sure Robocop blew their mind. They I guess, but like I mean that. I was like, This isn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely those times. But going back to a second ago, you were talking about you got into reading uh, comics when you heard the Civil War thing was yeah, coming I was up. Yeah, like, I got uh, Marvel. What's gonna happen? It, the, reading comics to me today reminds me a lot of what watching television was like when we were kids, because now you have to wait for that next episode to come out. If you're into a current comic, you're waiting for that shit to come back out when it comes out, unless you're reading something older like you was with the Civil War thing. But if you're if you're actually into a comic that's out now. That's the only thing that's very similar to television. For the most part, if you don't like waiting for the episodes, you'll just wait to the end of the season of Walking Dead and be like, well, I'll I'll just watch it on Netflix. Yeah, I'll grab that shit on Netflix or I'll go to Project Free TV or whatever and just watch it. I refuse to watch anything on the network's uh, schedule. It's kind of like a stand you made. You're Mm -hmm. like, no no more. I won't watch. I won't sit there and wait for Tuesday. Shit's not going to happen. I just, uh, um, not Breaking Bad, um, Walking Dead is the only thing I watch when it comes out. But I will say the commercials suck so bad. <laughs> I bet. It you is see, such. I like, can't do commercials Someone anymore. will get their arm bit by a zombie and then it will cut to a Kia commercial. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you're just taking me out of this shit. Like left and right. It's it's no different than when I was uh, when 24 was on television. It was one of those shows that was just so intense. Da, 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 you, da, da, da. Do you like Frosted Flakes? Exactly. You'd get to the <laughs> end of the thing and like, you know, and uh, and then we will have to use a drill to drill into your temple unless you tell us the truth. Doop, doop. Doop. To be Have fair, you ever actually, driven a Dodge? It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? To be fair, I think that works for a show like 24, though, which is all about, like, tension. you're constantly out of time. You know, just listen to Kiefer Sutherland. That's all he ever says half the time when he's not shooting people in the face. Yeah. But, like, I don't I'll know. Give, I, I, I loved whenever those numbers popped I'll, up. I always went, oh! And always whisper yelling. I'm I'll, always whisper yelling. I'll give you that, Corey, that, that 24 works. But The Walking Dead, I promise, it ruins the momentum. Oh, it does. It, just, it destroys the pacing. Well, yeah. I, think, I think it's just anytime you've got a show that's that like I call it like a movie series like you're sitting there watching a show that's good enough to where if this was a two hour movie you would go and watch it like with mo- a lot of television yeah, shows like if, if you miss an episode you're like, a movie, you'd go watch it oh yeah you'd yeah. definitely be involved with stuff that's that entertaining it's hardcore but when you have something like friends or something like that and it goes to commercial you're like mm, well, I'm gonna go you know pee or something like that you know <laughs> I got time you know there's a commercial there's a channel on uh, the uh, cable service I have that has an on demand where you can go look up a lot of the channels and stuff a lot of cable does that now. And uh, there is a commercial channel. And I turned it on just to see what it was about because I just looked at a trailer. And then it, like, switched to the commercial channel. And I started doing something. And I came back and started watching TV. And I sat there for, like, ten minutes not really realizing no TV. Was <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, ah, this is a trap. And I had to, like, exit out of it. You know, like, get away from it. I wonder if the commercial channel is designed for the fact that television viewing audiences these days have absolutely no, no need attention span. to enter. We have no need to watch a commercial really, at all. Maybe not ten minutes. Maybe a little bit exaggerated. But it, like, got me for. I think like, you're starting to realize long. now how long you've been watching yeah, the commercial like, oh channel. Oh my god, why is this still going on? <laughs> it's yeah. no different than if you find, find yourself watching TV at like 2 or 3 in the morning and you're watching an infomercial and you're thinking it's a commercial and you're, there's like a television show it's on the other end like of it. End. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're right on the other end of it and then you're sitting there going, dude, there's nothing coming, dude. dude I'm just fucking slap chop can cut anything. Ex- dude, exactly. <laughs> they, <laughs> Guys, I, I, I did my research and this actually kind of came full circle. Vigo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings replaced Stuart Townsend, who ruined the uh, vampire, the that Vampire Diary movies. Um, and also, Daniel Day Lewis was offered the part of Aragorn. 
Whoa. Whoa. Wow. I could see that Daniel Day-Lewis. Hmm. I don't know the, the seriousness that would have come over that role, you know? I, mean, they, I drank your milkshake. <laughs> he does bring a Paul. He does bring a Paul to whatever movie I, I think, he's a part of. I think he would have been so powerful. Did anyone see Lincoln? I never saw it. I haven't seen I never it, saw Lincoln, but I wanted to see it. I want to see it. I, he would have been so powerful. Is. He may have been more intimidating than the Yurikai. So, well, honestly, though, there will be blood. I watched. And, I drink your one ring. Just to let you guys know, I tried to watch about 30 minutes of that movie. It's a hard watch. And I was I'm so sorry. desperately bored. 20 minutes into it, I was like, what movie is this? Get, there will be blood. I, uh, I, I thought, thought it was great. Like, oh, this is so good. I have to watch it. And then like whatever part I'm at, I just watch it. And I'm like, uh, I just sort of like lose steam halfway through the film. I like can't. I mean, it. it's a really heavy handed movie, though. But I've seen heavy handed movies. Well, it, I was it, about like, to say, I, like Requiem for a Dream is one of those movies where you're going from one shock to another. But for some reason, you're still entertained enough to where you get to the next one. And you're like. All right, yeah. let's see what happens. Requiem of a Dream is like one of those movies that I say is really good, but I'll never watch again. Yeah, I'm never going to watch plenty of movies that I'll exactly. never see again. Passion, like Passion of Christ. Passion of the Christ was exactly where I was going. Yeah. I'll never see that movie again ever in my life, but I feel like everybody should see it once and be like, what am I watching? Yeah. But and everybody should deal with it once. For Batman experience. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just only need to watch once, and that way you can talk about them and understand them, and then you don't have to go back, though. You're good. The new Lone Ranger movie. Never see it. Never I, seen I, it. I will <laughs> never, never watch that one myself again. in the Lone Ranger. Wasn't Johnny Depp? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, they just they're, they're trying I mean, to fucking pirate of the Caribbean, cash them in. It was Pirates of the Caribbean in the West. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it was. Now, to be fair, there were some cool action scenes, but really, it's just more of the same. More Johnny Depp being weird and ridiculous and in costume. That's pretty much it. I, I, Army I, Hammer I may not have a career anymore. Who? <laughs> Army Hammer. Who's that? Lone Ranger. Oh, okay. See, see, <laughs> see he's already fading case, from obscurity already. Case, you don't know. His case name. and point, and with a ridiculous name like Army Hammer, you should stand out. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> you should know he is more than a guy like Willem Dafoe, but with a name like Army Hammer. Army Hammer. It sounds like someone's making fun of him. It uh, sounds like a band name like for a terrible '80s. Sounds metal like he had a really bad agent. That gave him shit, some really you know? bad advice. But you uh, should it, change your name to Army Hammer. Yeah, that sounds good. But if, if you guys <laughs> want to see Army Hammer in the Lone Ranger, I'd recommend checking out Netflix because Netflix has a lot. A lot of groundbreaking shows right now. Orange is the New Black, Marco Polo, The Wacky Adventures of Kevin Spacey. Orange is the New Black is but awesome. But they're getting ready yes. to develop a live-action version of The Legend of Zelda, the classic video game series from Nintendo, and I already wish they would just bury this because I don't want to hear Link talk at That's true. All. I don't want that ever. But isn't that hard to do? That's hard to do. Do you remember the 80s Zelda cartoon, Christian? No. No, that shit. Oh, well, God. excuse me, princess. Do you really want to hear Link talking the entire time? No, because you are Link. That's the point of those games. You are on an adventure. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like, well, I, I remember, that always came across to me as uh, Deus Ex. Do you remember that video game series from mm -hmm. back in the day? Everyone, they got a lot of complaints on the first game because the main character was so dull. And they were like, no, no, no. The point is, you are him. He's mm -hmm. not trying to be something. You know, it's just you going through this person's eyes. A lot like Fury. You ever, if you ever saw that film, this new guy joins this tank squad, and then this tank squad has to go do all this fucked up uh, war. It's a new Brad Pitt film. Yeah, it is yeah. a new Brad Pitt film. But you get to see it through this new guy that gets to join the army squad at the very beginning of the film. And just like Link, you're supposed to see through him and experience the world, mm -hmm. but they have to make him a character. And it's going to be even harder because if you've ever played a Zelda game, there's never been voice acting. Even in the new Zelda games, which are still coming out, there, there's no voice acting at all. The characters just grunt and make weird noises. And this is going to be the very first time that we're actually going to see these characters speaking for the first time. And I just don't know how it's going to work because the whole premise of the game is just traveling a world, going to dungeons, solving puzzles, and that's it. Save the princess a little bit of elaborate backstory. That's about it. Yeah, my favorite part will probably stuff. be watching people not know that Zelda is not the character that you're playing. Like, I, I just don't think it's that's my be favorite part. Usually, like, hey, did you watch Zelda last night? It was great. Link pushed a block into a corner and a door opened. <laughs> it's like, like that's just—it's not going to work. It just doesn't translate. Did all. you see his sword shoot across the room? That Whoa. was dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Make I, some uh, uh, link noises. The, to be yeah, fair, that's, that's like the noises he makes in like Smash Brothers. To, to be time. fair, they did have a live action Mario Brothers. Oh, and it sucked balls, bro. It, it sucked major balls, but yeah. it did exist. I don't remember a lot of specifics about it because that's one of those. If I was racist or, or Italian, I would have found it very racist. It's one of those PTSD <laughs> moments where I feel it like was I've very blocked it out. Stereotypical back oh, then. Yeah. Wasn't John Leguizamo Luigi? Yeah. Yeah, I think are. so. Actually. He was a, a mustacheless, backwards wearing hat Luigi. Yeah, he was like, get a Whoa. Luigi. I mean, <laughs> that's it's, right. One of the Mario brothers did not have a mustache in that movie. That's just one of the 
millions of problems wrong with that. The film. Koopas. Oh my god, don't even get me started. They were Goombas and Goombas they were whatever. tall and they had small heads and in the game they have small bodies and big heads and it's just it, they tried to go out of their way to do the exact opposite of everything. I mean, like how, in that movie. How much material did you have to work with with Mario Brothers? It's a plumber that breaks uh, blocks. I mean, it's a plumber that gets dropped into this weird mushroom he world. He finds toadstools and eats mushrooms. The guy's obviously tripping. The whole <laughs> thing is obviously a bad trip. It's like, I, who knew that the, the profession of plumbing had so much drug use involved? I had no idea. I, it's not really that shocking to me. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> but still, this, this Zelda thing appears to be happening. Nintendo has, oddly enough, not commented on any of it, which I think is really strange. That's might actually mean the series might not happen. But from what I've read and from what I've understood, Netflix is developing. The show. That's not a good it's Japanese the- Japanese company is very likely to stay quiet until they gauge how people are going to react. Mm-hmm. They're not going to Japanese gamble. companies don't play the PR game the mm-hmm. same way we do at all. They actually. stay quiet much longer. They 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 want to react. They don't want to go in with a headstrong plan or an emotional move. Right. They, they do not do emotional moves for some reason. They only they're like, okay, and boom, everything's ready. Buy it now. You know, that's kind of how like. Well, Smash Brothers is a little different. That's a game uh, Corey and I play. If you guys ever played Smash Brothers, I've, I've played it a long, played time, a long time, time ago, but I haven't I haven't played it in a while. It's like yeah. a party game. Like uh, Smash Brothers had, uh, they were slowly introducing the cast of like let's say there's sixty characters. I'm probably way off, but let's just say that. Pretty and, close. Yeah, and they were introducing the characters with little, like, uh, two-minute films that would come out that they release every two weeks or something. And then all of a sudden, one of the employees, like, leaked an image of the whole roster, you know, like, from the character selection screen. And that dude is getting sued to the <laughs> Jesus and back. Sucks for that dude. <laughs> That's, anytime I hear stuff like that, I always think that leaks, uh-huh. um, similar to the whole thing with, like, you know, the interview where, you know, the entire world the was going to implode on itself. Up, but like, isn't it? It's but it's, it, before we get off onto that, the whole thing, like, anytime I hear that there was a leak and they say that guy is getting sued and stuff like that, part of me thinks that behind the scenes that dude's getting the 2 or $3 million that was promised to him if they said, listen, we're going to publicly fire you, we're going to lambast you, but go ahead and release this image. Because a lot of that shit... There's a lot of stuff that, if it happens, companies already know about it. They put a lot of that shit in motion as PR campaigns to build conversation about whatever their Are product or project is. Oh, yeah. PR that's departments that really do smoke yeah. screens to make people go... Wow, I really have to play that because now I know what all the characters are. I don't have to wait for the stupid movies to come out. Well, it was a big controversy. Got front page on a few of the websites we mm-hmm. read. I mean, it was a big deal. I don't know if it was um, uh, a big leak, though, in the sense that all we got was who we get on that leak. All they revealed were like six more characters who weren't revealed for like another month after that. I mean, you know, people were just excited, though, because Duck Hunt Dog was a part of the roster. You know, you can make Duck Hunt Dog fight Sonic the Hedgehog. That's I hilarious. I shot that dog in, in the ass so many times. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, it didn't do much Poor at dog. all. I mean, the, the game still did gangbusters, made tons of money. Yeah. Um, just, I feel bad for that guy, but a lot of people still theorize, like, you know, that was planned. Like, a they were trying of, to build hype for the game again. At the end of the day, uh, with the interview, there's pretty much two ideas right now. And, like, the independent contractors think that someone at Sony leaked it after looking at the information, and the FBI says it was most likely North Korea. And... You know, who do you believe? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm of the mindset right now, personally, that you have um, you have way too much knowledge of what's going on and everything like that when it comes to you know the the threats and all that stuff. If this was a really credible threat, then yes, they would have pulled it from theaters and they would have still not released the movie. If this was a really credible threat that things were going to get blown up and there would have been terrorists and all this shit, then I don't think it ever would have made it. I think it would have been one of those things that two or three years from now, it would have been like, hey, now that all the hype's died down, here's this movie we made a while back. But um, quite honestly, I saw the movie. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't nearly like the hype machine that, you know, got attached to it. Like I was expecting, you know, I think flowers was. to shoot out of Seth Rogen's ass at one point because it was such a, a I think there was truth thing. and I think there was let's use it to our advantage as much as we can. I think it came out at the same time you had a bunch of people buying new PlayStation fours and you had a whole bunch of people pissed off they couldn't play their games because the network was down. Oh yeah, I was gonna and, rent uh, the movie through my PS4. Yeah, and I was I frustrated because I just got my PlayStation 4. This yeah. is my Christmas present. And I can't play my games because a lot of the games have downloaded content. And Sony, to protect their property, you can't use your downloaded content unless you can verify it every single time via the network. So it only takes, like, you know, 
this much of your broadband to verify your content, but if you can't get to the network, you can't play your game. Yeah. So what games are like that? Because I have Far Cry Four, and it's well, like I was playing the the WWE game, and because I had downloaded characters from the game, yeah, and those characters were now involved in storylines in my game, Uh I would either I could play the game, but I would have to reset everything to the factory default. Yeah. And I won't lose all my progress. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, how much of this is really because they got hacked? And how much is it because they're they're building new silver server outfits right now that is for a, this new load? That's a great. What about this? They're like, you know what? We make uh, $200 million on sales at Christmas. I'm just making up numbers. But then they, it cost us. Almost a hundred thousand that one day of Christmas when we have an over log yeah. on our server. We got to we yeah. got to open two new facilities with nothing but server stacks yeah, just to fucking handle Christmas right. when everyone gets their game. So they're like, why don't we just say we got hacked? And or since we got hacked, since we got hacked, <laughs> let's buy ourselves a couple weeks. Yeah, instead of having to pay people to work twenty four seven on like you know three yeah. rotating. Staff, you know, would it be that crazy to think a company could do that? No, it's not that crazy. We do that in my small business all the time. If something goes wrong, we're going to use it wherever we can. Where do you work? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) The point is, though, it's not out of possibility. It's definitely within possibility. And nothing's ever my company's fault. It's always either a vendor's fault or the software company's fault. It's never our fault because the the patient's mad at us or customer is mad at us. Well, it brings it back to the whole interview thing. It was very easy to just blame North Korea. It was North Korea's fault we that couldn't release this movie. Fucking our whipping boy. Yeah, dude. We'll just put we somebody. Don't do anything. Yeah. We don't do anything in North Korea. Yeah, we just we're... talk shit. I mean, how much of a threat well, is a country that, you know, I mean. Their people are so weak the they couldn't raise, rise up to fight us. Re, uh, atrocity ever. Uh, only it, comparing to Africa. Yeah, we do nothing. And we don't do anything in Africa. Well, there's no oil there. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have gone. with their and, minerals. So, I mean. And we've now gone down the political path. And they're, and they're so very. And they're very bad to their people. But they really don't have much influence outside of the borders of North Korea. So. Yes, it is a closed economy. It's That's a very right. closed system, and China pretty much has them locked down because they're their only supporter that, all right, y'all can do your little crazy Korean shit right there in North Korea and keep your ass over there irritating South Korea. And you know, <laughs> irritate Japan every now and then, whatever. But, you know, what, what North Korea's purpose is to China is a heat sink. So China's over here doing moderately bad things. But Korea is up there doing. Look what they're doing. <laughs> they're up there throwing like, people like, in okay, ovens. So it's like China's got slaves, but Korea's murdering. Right. People. And so like we're cool though, right? Right. That's why Korea's she's that's murdering why, her slaves. I mean, you have to think because I actually thought about this the other day. I was like, why does China? What is China's interest in keeping North Korea around? Because with no China, there is no North Korea. Russia, the United States, and South Korea and Japan get together and go, okay, now we go fix these little guys. The whole reason we, they don't do that now is because China's going, hey. That's like our little retarded brother, and we got we only we're allowed to smack brother. them around, okay? Only we're allowed to smack. What you say about my brother? Like anyway. when they shot off the nuke, China's like, "Hey, stop!" <laughs> <laughs> but y'all don't smack it. We're gonna stop. <laughs> you smack that helmet, sir. You smack it good. So <laughs> I think that. we're pretty much at the end of this podcast. Yeah, let's pull out of that topic before we get it pregnant. Yeah, we don't want any more giggity those giggity children. Giggity goo. Giggity goo. Okay, everyone, this was episode four of the Powerful Nerdcast, and we want to thank our guests for coming on, Shane and Kenny. They are awesome dudes. And you guys have your own podcast, or Shane has his podcast. Yeah, Kenny wants to be on the show but have no responsibility. So I'm what you call talent. Yes, yes. That's what he calls talent. But uh, yeah, now that I'm older, we'll be coming up. Um, These guys will definitely be joining us for another episode. I've had them on previously, so uh, a lot of fun there. We talk about general shit that's changed now that we've gotten older and the stuff, uh, like one of the things we're going to be talking about coming up on this episode is um, shit that my son and his generation and the new generation that's coming up will never deal with, like cords on the phones or waiting for the TV guide channel to scroll the TV channel that you're Beepers. waiting to watch oh, waiting and missing, missing the goddamn channel you want. Cause you flip over and you're like Nickelodeon just passed. So you're like, God damn it. I have to sit here. Turning your pager minutes. upside down to figure out what the coded message was or getting a nine one one message <laughs> on your pager or your parents thinking you're These a drug dealer because you had a pager. Had yeah. We at first when drugs, you, bro. well, we didn't either, but your parents assumed <laughs> if you had a pager, you were saying yeah, you were either a doctor or you sold drugs. That was just yeah, the way yeah. it worked. So that was really just because you right needed there. a way for Negative your girlfriend to get in touch with you. On there. So, so, yeah, now that uh, now that you're older, 
No, uh, now, now that, that I'm, I'm older. older is your podcast, and people is. can find that on your website, which is now that I'm older.com. It is indeed now that I'm older.com. And are you on any other uh, Shane's networks? pretty old. Not at the moment. Um, I'm actually working on a. Uh, I basically released the first four episodes as kind of like a test market to see how the content was received. Okay. And uh, we have a reboot of the website coming. People up People love soon. me on the but show. The point is that people can reach you at now that I'm older.com. Yes, and you can listen on now that I'm older.com, yeah. and soon it will be on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and everywhere in the world. Okay, so soon you're going to be on iTunes, which is the big one. Get on iTunes. We need to get on iTunes. That's what I just said. I'll yeah. be on iTunes. Yeah. Jesus. That's right. That's what he did say, people. Okay, Corey, um, thank you. I think this is a good, powerful Nerdcast. Mm-hmm. You? This is Rock and one. roll. This was our first one with a guest. Um, we're still figuring it out, everyone, so definitely stay tuned because we're going to have another guest when we record on Thursday mm-hmm. next week. Uh, my good friend Nathan is going to talk about Dream Riders, his TV show he is doing. And you guys have actually, before we head out, you guys have done a movie. You want to talk yeah. about that? Oh, yeah, that? yeah, we did. Yeah. I think one of the guys from Dream Riders was actually in the movie, not... The Dalton, same gentleman. Yes, Dalton, Dalton, Dalton Granville Lilly. Dalton was a police See, officer. All, it all goes around. It's all very uh, yeah, so, circular. But yeah, yes. Dalton was in uh, in the movie. Man so Dalton, I got your email. I haven't responded yet because I got that today and we were doing this. But yeah, so, so we're probably... Okay, Mr. Excuses, what were you going to say? Um, basically, Dalton was in the movie, but A Man of Desperation was an independent film. Uh, Kenny came up with the concept. We wrote a script, did the entire movie for a budget of around $750, um, but it's recorded in HD. It's a full-length feature film, which many people, when we told them, the idea of doing a movie with no budget whatsoever. Yeah, it was, was produced like, on hustling. What? They were like, there's <laughs> no way you guys are going to be able to do this without any money. We were like, watch us. So, um, and they did. And I didn't make any money. I no, didn't make uh, Christian is the only one who made any money. So if any of the cast and crew need money, Christian, we paid yeah. him handsomely. We gave uh, him the work. money and told him to split I it up. All seven hundred dollars. Yeah, oh, all yeah. the seven ninety two went to Christian. So if anybody needs any money, but Christian after is tax, and, and that movie is in post production right now. It should be done very very soon. It's about ninety eight percent done. Well, yeah. you guys are uh, some of my good bros because we all met on that film. I was one of the camera operators, and uh, I. Very glad you came out and were part of our powerful Nerdcast today. We'll definitely sir. have you back. Corey, anything you want to add? Uh, no, just thank you guys for doing this. Uh, this is really fun with other people, I just want to mention, by the yeah. way. I had like eight topics planned. We went through like three. Yeah. So It's the way it always starts with and, stuff like this. And that's like what I really this. loved about yeah. this. And I loved all the different inputs. So thank you guys for being here. We'd love to have you again. Awesome. Girl, okay, no guys, thank you, guys. If you like this podcast, make sure and thumbs it up on YouTube. Make sure and follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and all that jazz. We also have a donate button on our page in the video description that goes through PayPal. So if you want to donate to the channel, you're more than welcome to. And also we have a Amazon associates link. So if you buy anything with Amazon through that link, it ends up sending us a few bucks. So help out the podcast and the channel with that guys. Thank you so much. And until next time, uh, powerful nerd cast, powerful nerd cast, make money, make money, more.